الحمد لله الذي خلق كل شيء فقدره تقديرا وأتقن ما شرعه وصنعه حكمة وتدبيرا وبعث نبيا ومصطفاه محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم للعالمين بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فبلغ البلاغ المبين ودعا إلى الحق والنهي عن الباطل نصحا وتحذيرا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له لو لم يزل ولا يزال سبحانه حكيما سميعا بصيرا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سلاما وصلاة دائما وكثيرا أما بعد أيها المؤمنون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى وراقبوه سبحانه مراقبة من يعلم أن ربه يسمعه ويرى الله سبحانه وتعالى He mentions in Surah Al-Ahzab verse number 36 وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَارَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ وَمَنْ يَعْسِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ ضَلَّ ضَلَالًا مُبِينًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions And here he specifically addresses the believing males and females. And as we mentioned before, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's two types of seerah in the Qur'an. At times he addresses mankind in general. Ya ayyuhal nas. And then there are times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu. Or you will believe. And under this is this verse as well. Specifically speaking to the believing males and females. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says. That it is not for a believer. Male or female. That when Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they have decreed a matter. That they should have any option in their decision meaning that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when they decree and they decide on a matter it is not that a believing male and female can come and say that my opinion differs to that of Allah azza wa jal or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And then Allah carries on and says that whomsoever disobeys Allah and his messenger, he has indeed strayed in plain error. And today, by the grace and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be speaking about a very important topic. A topic that impacts the life of every believing male and female. Young and old. 
And this is hijab in the light of Quran and Sunnah. And many of us, alhamdulillah, if not all of us, we have heard this word hijab. But unfortunately, many people do not have the same understanding of the concept of hijab which is supposed to be understood by each and every male and female the same. So what does this word hijab mean? So shar'an, in, according to the sharia, hijab, it is an Arabic word that describes the Muslim woman's entire dress code, which includes a veil and whatever else is needed to cover everything except the face and hands. And from the outset, this is a khutbah. This is a Jum'ah talk. So it's not a time to discuss fiqhi masail. So when does the female go into hijab? And when does the male cover his aura? It becomes wajib for them to do it when they are mukallaf. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when discussing salah, he says, command your children to make salah at the age of seven. Command them. And at the age of ten, what do you do? You will beat them. Obviously this beating is not a beating that is going to leave marks. Obviously this beating is just but a beating that it will show them that you need to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in certain laws. So this concept can be taken for everything in Islam as well. So when do they start fasting? You start encouraging them at the age of seven. At the age of ten you take another step. And the same thing for hijab. Imagine your daughter wakes up. She's not worn hijab. And she wakes up one day. She comes to her parents and she says. That now I've gotten my first hide. So the father says. Look behind you. And there's hanging. A scarf. And a loose fitting clothing. She's going to be in shock. So again, a process. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the Quran? Regarding hijab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَكُلِّ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْدُدْنَ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِنَّ وَيَحْفَظْنَ فُرُوجَهُنَّ وَلَا يُبَدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ إِلَّا مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَلْيَضْرِبْنَ بِخُمُرِهِنَّ عَلَى جُيُوبِهِنَّ وَلَا يُبَدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ إِلَّا so our focus is on the start of this verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, And tell the believing woman. Right? Verse number 31, Surah An-Nur. 
What is verse 30 speaking about? And tell the believing men to lower their gaze. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says tell the believing woman and tell the believing woman to lower their gaze and to protect their private parts and not to show off the adornment except only that which is apparent. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carries on and he says and to draw their veils all over yani their bodies, their faces, their necks, etc. And not to reveal the adornment except and then the rest of the verse says who they can show their adornment to. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says <coughs> in Surah Al-Ahzab Verse number 59 Ya ayyuhan nabi Kulli azwajika Wabanatika Wanisail mu'minin Yudnina alayhinna Min jalabibihinna Thalika adana Ay yu'rif O ay yu'rafna Fala yu'dhaini Wakana allahu ghafura rahima Again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying O Rasulullah, O Prophet of Allah, tell your wives and your daughters and the women of the believers to draw their cloaks all over their bodies. Yani to screen themselves completely except the eyes or one eye. And that will be better that they should be known as free, respectable women. So as not to be annoyed and know that Allah Azza wa Jal is the off-forgiving, the most merciful. There are two or three more ayat, but obviously time does not allow us to mention all these ayat. Let us go back and let us look at the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Narrated by Safiya bint, that she said that Aisha radiyallahu anha, used to say when the verse was revealed that they should draw their veils over their necks and their bosoms was revealed. The ladies, they cut their waist sheets at the edges and they covered their heads and faces with those cut pieces of cloth. This hadith is found in Bukhari. So you would like to pause for a moment. So before the ayat of hijab came down, the woman would wear what they wanted to wear. But when the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sent down to this ummah, so what happens? They never said, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. They never said, wait till maghrib time. When they heard the command of Allah that you need to cover yourself, what did they do? They would use from that very clothes that they have and they would cut it to cover their hair, to cover their faces, to cover their bodies. And this is a believer. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a believer. That when the command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, then we say, Sami'na wa ata'na. 
that we listen and we obey. And we don't follow in the footsteps of the Yahud that said, Sami'na wa asayna, that we listen but we disobey. Aisha radiallahu anha, she says that the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they used to go out at night to a place which was basically in the direction of Al-Baqi. And why would they go out? They would go out to relieve themselves. So Umar radiallahu an used to say to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, let your wives be veiled. But the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say this. Then one night, Sauda, the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went out at the time of Isha. And she was a tall woman. So Umar radiallahu anhu he called out to her. That, O oh, Sauda, we have recognized you. Hoping that the hijab would, the ayah of hijab would be revealed and Allah Azza wa Jal reveals the verses of hijab. This is found in Bukhari. The last hadith to look at, it was narrated from Ibn Shihab that Anas radiallahu an said, I am the most knowledgeable of people regarding hijab. Ubay ibn Ka'b, may Allah be pleased with all of them, used to ask me about it. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married Zainab bin Jahsh, whom he married in Medina, he invited the people to a meal and after the sun had risen, the Prophet peace be upon him said, or he sat down and some men sat around him after the people had left until Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stood up and he walked a while and I walked with him. Until he reached the door of Aisha radiallahu anha's apartment. Then he thought that they had left. So he went back and I went back with him. And they were still sitting there. He went back again and I went with him. Until he reached the door of Aisha's apartment. Then he came back and I came back with him. And then he had left. Then he drew a curtain between me and him. And the verses of hijab was revealed. So now it is established in the Quran and in the Sunnah. And there's ijma of the ulama. That hijab is wajib on every believing female. So this brings up to us to a very important point. And that is, what are some of the conditions of hijab? Because we live in a community and we live in a society that so long my head is covered, my hair, I can wear short sleeves, I can wear tight-fitting clothing, I can wear short skirts, my feet can show. So what does Islam actually say? Is there certain conditions or isn't there certain conditions? The first condition, that the body or it should cover all of the body apart from whatever has been exempted. So those that say that face and hands can be open, hand is only until the wrist and not the forearm, etc. And Allah knows best. Point number two, that it should not be an adornment in and of itself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَلَا يُبَدِينَ زِينَةَهُنَّ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and do not show off their adornment. So here we find our sisters, what happens? So they wear, they cover themselves, alhamdulillah. But the abaya that they are wearing, or the clothing that they are wearing, it shines so much, there's so much glitter on etc., that it still attracts someone to look at them. So this defeats the purpose of hijab. So the garment should be a plain garment that would not attract the opposite sex to look at them. The third point, that it should be thick and it should not be transparent. Because what happens? They cover themselves, but it's transparent. Can still see the hair, can still see certain sections of the body. And I would like to draw your attention to a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that during the last days of my ummah, there will be women who are clothed, but they are naked. With something on the heads, like the humps of camels. Curse them, for they are cursed. And another hadith adds, they will not enter paradise or even smell the fragrance of paradise. Although the fragrance of paradise can be detected from such and such a distance. Point number four. That it should be loose fitting clothing. It should be loose and it should not be tight. So sometimes, mashallah, the scarf is there, the abaya is there, but it's tight. Again, not serving the purpose of hijab and again we've seen this that it is something that takes place in our community that mashallah the sisters the hair is covered but tight fitting clothing and you are going to teach an important phrase and this is something quite simple. If she cannot pray in it, she cannot wear it. So what do you find, mashallah? Sometimes someone will come to the musalla, someone comes to the masjid. Is there abayas in the masjid? But why do you need an abaya? If you dress properly, you can just come in to make salah. Or... They need to first put on a long burqa to come in to make salah. If you cannot make salah in that clothing, then it is not permissible for you to wear that clothing outside. Then the fifth point, it should not resemble the clothing of men. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu says that cursed, or the Prophet peace be upon him, cursed the man who wears women's clothing and cursed is the woman who wears men's clothing. The next point, that it should not resemble the clothing of the kuffar. And this is something important that what happens? A fashion statement comes out, a particular dress code is maybe found in a particular country, 
established for the winter 2021. So now all the women needs to wear it here. But who established this? Where does it come from? It was maybe spe specific to the kuffar. So it's something to look at. أَقُولُ هَذَا قَوْلُ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَمْبِ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمِ الحمد لله العظيم الإحسان واسع فضل والجود والامتنان وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى يسيز يا أيها الذين آمنوا كو أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا أو يوه بليف كو أنفسكم so now we address the men of this ummah. Sometimes when it suits the men, then we say that Allah says, Ar-rijalu qawwamuna ala nisa That the men, they are those that look after the females. Correct? So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say here? He says, Ya iwa alladhina amanu, ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. That, oh, you believe, save yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. So sometimes you walk in a particular place and you see, mashallah, the father dressed in Islamic garb or his auras covered properly, wearing the dress of the sunnah. And you look at the family and there's an imbalance. So slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and especially the rijal, the men, that save yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. You are the Amir. You are in charge of that family. Up until your daughter gets married, you are going to be answerable for what she wears, how she dresses, who she interacts with. So if you don't put your foot down, on how your children and how your wives and how your mothers and how your sisters are dressing, then it's a problem with you. You can be five times in the masjid. You can attend class after class. But if you don't take that message home, that you need to cover yourselves properly. And hijab and scarf is not... I call it the convertible one. That it comes up and it goes down sometimes. Or you see strands of hair. This is not hijab. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said that all of you are guardians and are responsible for your flock. The ruler is the guardian of his people. And the man is a guardian of his family. And the woman is a guardian and is responsible for a husband's house and his offspring. So all of you are guardians and are responsible for your subjects. Again, the Prophet ﷺ speaking specifically to the men of this ummah. Right? 
speaking about rulers, speaking about wives, but speaking to the men of this ummah. That if you don't protect your household, and you don't order and implement the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your household, you are going to be taken to task. Yes, you implemented, and they still don't listen. That is a story on its own, and they talk on its own. هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على إمام المتقين محمد بن عبد الله صلوات الله